Hello, and welcome to episode 40 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today we're going to talk about standard, but with a caveat, we're going to talk about not Golos. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about Golos. A little bit Golos, but it seems like every other podcast and everyone's just talking about how great Golos is and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. We want to talk about decks that don't involve Field of the Dead. Correct. And just give you what a sense of the rest of the format is. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the 55% of it that is not Golos. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk some numbers a little later. Yeah. As always, you can reach out to us uh, on Twitter at Casual Tripod. Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can email us at show at Casual Tryhard MTG.com. And you should check out our YouTube page, uh, Casual Tryhard MTG. If you reach out on Facebook, we, uh, we gave away an arena code. Someone got a free sealed by being like, hey, I don't have one. Yeah, I got a whole stack more. Yeah, we hooked it up. So, yeah. like, interact with us, and yeah. you can get free packs on Arena. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't get to your pre-release, please let us know. These things are going to waste otherwise. So. Yeah, we can't. You can only use one, so it's not like James and I can just jam like a thousand seals. Oh man, that'd be sweet. Yeah, they're not a sealed though. They're just six packs. Oh, they're just, oh, they're just six packs. Yeah. Wait, we start out with like you got like a draft or something, right? right? Then yeah. you got a sealed. Yep. Then they're like, we don't want you to actually play. Here's six packs. <laughs> Just open these and Here's be like... Here's a rare wild card. Yeah, and be like, yo, man, I just need to fix. I just need to open more packs. I just need to get my play on now. You know, maybe if we advertise it that way, people will want them. We're giving away rare wild cards for people that didn't go to pre-release. Yeah, one rare <laughs> wild card minimum yep. if you didn't go to pre-release. So there we go. Get yourself one Shockland. <laughs> no cash value. That is correct. Standard is maybe broken. Yeah, seems like that's a, kind of a reoccurring theme lately, right? Yeah, and I think that the biggest sign of that was last week, mm-hmm. Wizards moved the banned and restricted announcement. So we we had a banned and restricted announcement. Yeah, scheduled for after the Pro Tour, right? Or yeah, after but, we, the... but we had it like Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like... Everything's golden. We got this dialed in. Yep, no changes, any formats. And then Wednesday, they were like, uh, in a week and a half, we're going to run this back and try again. <laughs> yeah, we're going to revisit this. So on October 21st, they're going to have a new ban and restricted announcement because right. it seems like they may want to remake Standard. Yeah. And so if they want to remake Standard, that means there are some things that are wrong with Standard. So what do we see as like being wrong with standard? What is what has changed to kind of like break it? So just today, uh, they released deck lists for the Mythic Championship Five, the Arena Mythic Championship. Yeah, there's there's a phrase that I'm going to use now that old modern players and people who played Twin might remember. Yeah. Uh, in the interest of competitive diversity, now you can continue. Yeah. So I went through and made a quick chart and broke out uh, basically a metagame breakdown for this tournament because they gave us the deck lists. And we have some uh, disturbing news here. Bant Golos is 25 out of 68 decks with four more copies of Golos and Golos Fires and one more four-color Golos. So out of 68 decks, 29 of them are Field of the Dead Golos decks. No, 20... 30, because of four-color uh, Golos. 30, yes, 30. Because uh, yep. Kenji was like, I want all the colors, yeah. except for whatever one I thought was bad. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, 30 that, of them. That was, I did some quick in-the-head math. Yeah. Now I did actual calculator math. That is 44% of the metagame 
is Field of the Dead Field Golos of the Dead Golos, which is not normal. Usually, no. like usually people feel like standard is kind of messed up when it's like thirty percent of the metagame is one deck. People, people usually start complaining when it's thirty percent. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that it's gotten to forty five percent. Yeah. And it's not like it's forty five percent of like your F and M. No. This is forty five percent of people that are playing for. A hundred thousand dollars, fifty thousand, a whole lots of dollars, and like contracts for Wizards of the Coast and everything yeah, else. Like yeah, like it's it's like if you win it, you stand a good chance of like staying in the MPL or being put into the Rivals League or yeah, like you're you're yep. playing for you know the prize money plus you could get a forty thousand dollar contract for a year to like right. just play Magic. Yeah. Or if you're Savits, not play Magic. But hey, <laughs> Whatever. I'm not bitter. So these are people that are super invested, and they were like, the best thing I can come up with yeah. is Golos. Golos. So All Golos all the time. That is that is unusual, yeah. right? And so, like, how did we get to everything being Golos? Like, this is kind of a weird deck. Yeah, a couple things. We've okay. talked about this uh, a few times face-to-face, as well as, I think, on the podcast, but I don't think we fully fleshed it out for our listeners, so we're going to kind of talk about all of this from the beginning. Okay. Magic has changed a whole bunch in the last year-ish? Yeah, since the since Arena went into open beta, yeah. Magic has become very different. Yeah, they've changed timelines, they've changed the way deck lists are presented, or not presented. They've changed just like the the block structure. Yeah. Like we don't have blocks anymore. Correct. So like this is very different. Like I know that like the Ravnica stuff felt like mm-hmm. it was a traditional block. Right. But it wasn't. Like right. none of the cards in War. War really cared about any of the cards in the allegiances. Like the yeah. mechanics really didn't carry over. So it's not like a traditional block like you normally would have. Yeah. Not like we used to have, uh, you know, three, four years ago, whatever. The timing for everything has changed. The block structure has changed. Uh, the way we play games has changed. The way information's presented to us has changed. Yeah. Um, like to the point where you have people like us and people like Arena Deckless that are kind of doing something for the public that like Wizards doesn't do anymore. Yeah, so it used to be back in the old timer days <laughs> that basically every deck that 5-0'd on uh, Magic Online, mm-hmm. you just got that deck list. Right. So you could look at every two or three days, yep. 70, or 80, more. 100 yeah. deck lists, and you could figure out exactly what people were playing mm-hmm. and exactly what the metagame looked like. Right. And wizard, and then standard got broken. That was around like Kaladesh. Yeah, I think so. And standard got broke, and they were like, "We think the problem is." is Actually, that changed before Kaladesh. I think was that. It? Yeah, that was. Um, was it BFZ Shadows? Shadows? It w- it was right when they banned um, Reflector Mage. Yeah, so it would have been right around like. Well, it was like been... BFC sh- or BFC Shadows. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Well, no, they didn't. They banned Emrakul and they banned Emrakul and uh, Reflector Mage mm-hmm. because you were marveling into Emrakul. Oh yeah, and you're they right, were you're like, right, you're right. "Hey, if we don't get rid of Reflector Mage, then like all the trash Reflector yeah. Mage decks are just going to take over." Yep. But anyway, so right around there, they got rid of the deck list, so it was yep. harder for people to figure out 
what was being played. Or the flip side of that is they didn't want people to realize how awful a standard format was. Yeah. Because without, you used to be able to get a metagame breakdown just like you do from a GP from Magic Online results. Yeah, and you would know exactly that like, oh... 45% 45% of the field is playing right. is marveling into Emrakul. Right. And then 30% of the field is playing Reflector Mage. Right. And, well, that's not fun. Yeah. Right? So they wanted to slow down people solving the format by kind of holding back some data. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to, you know, obfuscate. There we go. Oh, a big word. <laughs> uh, how bad a format was. Yeah. Right. Arena, we're playing a ton of games. Right. And we're playing a ton of games sooner. Oh, way sooner. Right. That kind of leads into the timing part of it. Exactly. Yeah. So on Arena, the new set comes out like a week and a half before pre-release or a week before pre-release? It it comes... Like it comes out the the Friday before? No, it comes out the Thursday before pre-release. The whole set. You can can start doing... Because the pre-pre-release was like earlier in the week. Yeah. Then you had... Well, pre-pre-release is always the Friday before pre-release. That's why they give us the whole set. Yeah. So the whole set comes out the Friday, Friday. before pre-release. Then there's pre-pre-releases like Tuesday, like the loaded grading run thing. No, that's it's that Friday. Is that Friday? Yeah. Well, then like sealed the Seals on Arena started the Thursday before... Um, I think they were sooner than that. Well, if the whole set comes out on Friday... I, I think they okay. were I think they were up on Arena either Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. You could get in. Maybe. So, okay, so at least a few days before, yeah. and it's not like people are like, oh, I don't know why I want to play. Yeah. They've been brewing decks, and as soon as it comes up, people start, like, mm-hmm. tweeting Cashing now, in wild cards. Cashing yeah. in wild cards and building their decks and yeah. being like, I have my standard deck six minutes after. Right. Right, even, like, the fandom event that mm-hmm. uh, Brian Gottlieb, I think, uh, won the first one. Yeah. That he won with Esper Dance. He said the event started at like noon Pacific time yeah. or something, and it had only been up on Arena for like an hour, and yeah. he had to get on and get all his cards. Get his cards. So there was a four thousand uh, dollar first place tournament yeah. that happened within like three hours of the set being on. <laughs> That's on insane, Arena, right? Like, hey, here are the new cards. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. So we're starting to play a lot of games way sooner. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the uh, when's the streamer event? The streamer event's like the week before, right? I think it's the same week, isn't it? Like, is it? Yeah, it's like the same week. They do like the set comes out, and then there's yeah. like pre pre release, the streamer event, and then it goes live. Yeah. So uh, the streamer event, you know, you have people playing standard decks, right? Now, as they're as, like early access, though. Yeah, early yeah. access, like a bef- yeah. couple days before everyone else. Yep. And now, granted, it's been described as there's kind of like a truce or an armistice where yeah. everyone's like, I'm not going to play removal or counter spells. I'm yeah. just going to try to do the dumbest thing I can <laughs> with these cards. And it will fold the interaction. So please don't interact. Don't with interact. Me. And everyone's like, deal. <laughs> You're going to do a big dumb thing. I'm going to do a big dumb thing. And it's going to be entertaining for the for the viewers. Yeah. So it's not real standard, but you get like a sense of like what the like edge is. Mm-hmm. But there are, you know, 30, 40 people playing magic all day yeah. for 12 hours, two days before you can get to the cards actually right. on arena. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, that looked good. I'm going to play that now. Mm-hmm. So we just start 
you know, grinding through stuff before yeah. like we actually even get pre-release. There's like a meta game set before pre-release. Before pre-release, which is a week before release. Re- release. And if you remember, Brian Gottlieb won with Esper Dance. Right. And then that Sunday, yeah, was like that deck's trash. I'm going to play Golos now. Right. Four days later, the deck went from uh, my boy Andre Strotsky saying <laughs> best deck in the format to unplayable, unplayable garbage. Oh yeah, I won that tournament too. Yeah, someone won eight thousand dollars, I think, before in standard. Right before it was actually standard. Correct before any of the cards were legal in paper. Yes. So what that does is that gives our next. A little topic here of yeah. the machine. The machine. Way <laughs> more time to grind stuff out. So, what is the machine? The machine is all of us. Like we were talking about a little bit ago uh, with the uh, deck list dumps that we used to get. The pros kind of referred to that as the machine, and it's kind of stuck. So, we're going to keep calling it the machine. The machine is everybody that is grinding games either on Magic Online or Arena or in paper trying to get ready for big tournaments. The power of the machine is so much bigger than just one person. If I sit down and play 20 games on Arena you know, over the course of two nights or whatever, that's probably all the games I'm going to get in for a week. Um, you know, not counting a couple games at FNM or whatever. That's not a whole bunch of testing. But if you take that and multiply that by you know half a million people doing this, you know, tweeting at each other on Twitter and listening to podcasts like this and however else you're going to digest your content, that adds up to a whole bunch of games getting played in a very short amount of time. You can think of the machine as if you just took all the cards in standard Mm -hmm. and dumped them into the machine. Right. The machine is going to spit out the stack of the 60 best cards. Mm Mm-hmm. By the end of a certain period of time. Right. Right. They're going to figure out what the 60 best cards are from the from the standard card pool, mm-hmm. and that is the deck. So yep. the machine makes the best decks and makes the metagame because mm-hmm. it's a whole bunch of people doing what you can't do by yourself. Right. And this kind of follows up the timing thing because the timing changes that Wizards has made to build hype for a new set by letting getting cards into our hands early. You can pick up your boxes a week early now on paper. Yeah. Even that feeds into this. Because they're building so much hype before the cards are even standard legal, it kind of makes people ravenous to get these new cards in their hand and brew with new decks, which leads to people jamming more games quicker than they normally would. Yeah. Um, so the whole machine has been kind of supercharged a little bit. I mean, bit. before Eldrain came out, I was like... I'm going to leave work at like two today. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go like do sealed. Yeah. Cause like, why not? Yep. My job lets me do that. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually we were talking about it when we were filming the uh, pre-release video, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm going to get out of here cause I want to go jam some seals. Yeah. And that is not something you had the ability to do before. Right. So like you're getting the set to the machine mm-hmm. way earlier mm-hmm. and they're going to turn through it. Right. And I know at times standard feels big, mm-hmm. right? Especially when it's eight set standard. Right. But in actuality, like it's probably 2,400 cards. Mm-hmm. Of them, there's probably like 23 or 24 that are 100, 22 or 2,300 that are unique. Yep. Right. And then of that, there might only be 
500 playable that are cards. actually playable in constructed because like could very well be right like a one and a green two two vigilance is not going to get played in standard like that Correct. card doesn't even get considered right right uh card barely gets played in draft yeah colossal dreadmaw yeah in his like eight printings in the last <laughs> like four sets doesn't get played in standard it's not even like considered so you throw right. all those cards out and you're asking half a million people right to figure out what the best configuration of 500 cards 500 is. cards is yeah and we're in a small standard environment now yeah so there are really only like 1500 cards mm-hmm. and there might only be 300 playable cards yeah if that right so it's pretty easy to have a half a million people or whatever the number is yeah whatever the number is right on like r slash spikes is, is yeah the, that's the reddit yep. is the is the magic reddit where there are people are churning through deck ideas mm-hmm. and people on like arena deck list uh discord yep. and tweeting it tweeting back and forth or like hey i did well with this deck or mm-hmm. you know you have four pros locked in a room because they've got a like Come make, up with a deck now. Yeah, to try to make fifty thousand dollars, yeah. or hell, even four thousand dollars. Right. So that machine just gets turning way faster. Yeah, and, and so, like like we alluded to a little while ago, the current best deck, Golos, was found and tuned like to basically its current its current look the Sunday before release. Yeah, like during pre release, the best deck was already found and tuned. It went from like Esper Dance and Simic and then a deck that just beat all of them. Right. In like four days. Mm-hmm. Not even like three three yeah. days. So it is different. Like yeah. that used to not be the case. You used to have more lead time where the good stuff pile deck mm-hmm. that was just, what are all the mythics from the recent yeah. three sets? That's my deck. Yep. Right. That deck was good for a week or two mm-hmm. because there are people playing magic online but not nearly as many that play arena yeah i mean magic online's a lot more expensive to play than arena yes yeah. so you have like so that deck got to be a deck for a while and yeah. then maybe the tuned deck to beat it came around and then you would get to like the truly the best the best deck, deck. yeah right to tell you where we are in golos the Arena Decklist podcast, I know we talk about them a lot. They're kind of the kind of the metagame setters. Yeah, like they're with, kind of the gold standard. Yeah. That's who we strive to be someday. Someday. Hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> I want to win four thousand dollar tournaments. Absolutely. Um but they spent an hour long podcast mm-hmm. arguing about basically the last seven cards in Golos. Yeah. Like to the point of do you play Demir Guildgate or do you play Golgari Guildgate <laughs> or like, yeah, which Guildgate do you go play? Yeah. Ah, I think Golgari Guildgate is awful. Calm down. The Golgari <laughs> are fine people or like they're my troglodyte people. people, right? But whatever, <laughs> right? They're fine people. But that's like what we're like, that's where we are with yeah. Golos is we're not arguing the big things a lot of times. It's yeah. like, the things around the edges in your 29th or 30th land or yeah, whatever or what three cards do i need to have in my deck that give me an edge in the mirror right really that's that's where we are in the world is what gives me an mm-hmm. edge in the mirror right yikes main deck main deck what main deck thing gives me an edge in the mirror what is you my know what this reminds mirror? me of 
what? Two months ago with Hogak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are good times. Yeah. What gives me the edge in the mirror? Oh, main deck ley line. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and they banned that deck out of existence. Yes. So so we have the machine churning through stuff. Mm-hmm. And now what's supposed to protect us? A new team at Wizards called Play Design. Yeah. Yeah. How's that working out for you? Uh, probably not so great. The last couple standards have been not good. Part of it goes back to something that Mark Rosewater said. I think when the Felidor Guardian ban happened, mm-hmm. uh, or right around there, which was like, you know, there are 10 of us. Right. And we can only play so many games. As soon as the cards are released. Yeah, there is instantly more games played than they have ever played. Than they've them. ever played. Right. And right, they're they're partly playing games to build, to figure out what the meta game, quote unquote, may look like. Right. But they're also playing games and like turning knobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is while they're playing, they're turning the knobs. So they might not have ever played a game with whatever makes it to print. Yeah. Like, like if the knob gets turned before the file goes off, they might not have ever played a game right, with maybe it. Maybe Field the Deck said eight lands. Yeah. And they were like, well, we'll make it seven. Yeah. Right? And then you're like, and then that's a big deal because now you're getting zombies on turn four. Yeah. Or maybe the zombies entered tapped or something. Yeah. But instead, oh, God, that would make it so much because then, like, the mirrors would just... Well, the mirrors would just turn into who zombied first. Yeah, who zombied first. I mean, at least that would, like, end the game. End games, <laughs> yeah. Right? They can't possibly play enough games mm-hmm. to figure out exactly what's going to go on. So if something yeah. is broken, they might just miss it because they didn't play enough games. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing that I thought of while sitting here, because we've lost the, the old block structure, yeah, it used to be, like, you would get a mechanic... Right. It was almost there. And then you'd get the rest of and it. And then you get the yeah. rest of it in the next set. So, like, you know, a lot of times you would have, maybe, like, for this at food, mm-hmm. and you would get half the food cards. Right. And then the other good food cards came in the next set. So like Or the be, set after, yeah, yeah. you would get, like, one food, like, strong food payoff. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you'd get Gilded Goose and then some, like reasonable draft uncommon Mm -hmm. and then you would get wicked wolf in the next set yeah and that deck would be okay Mm -hmm. and then you would get oko in the third set and like now the deck's good and now the deck's good and food carries through yeah now they kind of have to go like well if we want food to be in standard we have to make cards that are good enough right to justify people playing food. Yeah, that's a good point. I had never thought about that so before. They're, like, they're trying so they, to put everything in one set. Yeah, so they have to push yeah. that mechanic because they're not going to get another chance to support it. They can't just like randomly throw in a card that makes food right. in Theros. Right. right. It doesn't fit. So they have to be like, well, here's all the food stuff. We want there to be a food deck in standard. Yep, good luck. And I think that's also part of it as well, as I think with play design, they have seemed like they have decided what decks are going to be in standard. Yeah. So then they make the cards to put those decks in standard. Mm-hmm. And maybe they wanted there to be like a ramp deck, and maybe they missed Field of the Dead being super good in that ramp deck. Yeah. But maybe they wanted a ramp deck. Mm-hmm. I and mean, so, it makes sense. And so they were like, all right, let's like put cards in to have a ramp deck. Yeah. Well, what's in your ramp? Well, Golos ramps you and is your payoff. 
cool. That's what you always want. You want your ramp card and your payoff card to be right. together. Cool, Golos. And then not realizing, oh, it gets a colorless land and then just makes an army. So it might just be that because we don't have time to spread stuff out and it they kind be. of think that they can pick what decks are in standard. Yeah. I also kind of feel like they missed the boat, though. Like, they must not have known about this deck because we got a cycle of ley lines with two new ley lines, yet no answers for Field of the Dead. Like, ley lines are supposed to be answers to problems. Yeah, like, you know, you got the, the black ley line, like, if Emery is too yeah. good in standard. Yeah. I don't know what the white ley line was there for other than to make it cheaper and modern. Probably that's it. Right, and then... The blue ley line, no one wanted. I mean, it's an EDH card. It's used to play an EDH and was kind of expensive for a minute. Right. I mean, it, but that could have been creature tokens your opponent makes enter the battlefield tapped. Could very well be. Right. Or like the red ley line could have been like all token creatures deal two damage to any token creature that enters the battlefield. Or it could have been just perforos. Yeah. Whenever well, a creature enters a battlefield, it deals a damage to. Perf- Any target or whatever. Yeah, like you could have just made it so yeah. kind of like how Mayhem Devil was for a while the answer yeah. to Scape Shift because you're like Scape Shift you and they're like 12 you. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, we just didn't get any answers. So yeah, I don't think they saw this deck, I don't, yeah. but they may have wanted a ramp deck and then like Golos was just. Yeah. Like Golos or Field was an oops. Mm-hmm. We probably shouldn't have done this. See, it was weird too though because. You know, I know I had mentioned in our M20 episode that, like, there was no buzz around Field of the Dead. Or Golos. Though, well, that's what I was just going to say, is there was even less buzz around Golos. Like, nobody was talking about Golos. Like, I thought, I just saw Wooberg activation and thought Commander card. Right, exactly. I, was I like, think everybody else did, too. I was like, oh, that's a five-color five commander now. Yep. That's cool, and it, like, gets you a land, and mm-hmm. okay, nifty. And instead, it's like, oh, this is this is busted. Yeah. Going back to what play design does is evidently not a whole lot because we have had like the most non-interactive, not fun decks to play against in standard since the inception of play design. I don't know if there's just like some hubris where they think they've got it figured out. Yeah. And so they can make these more powerful cards Yeah. because, oh, it's fine. We've play tested them thoroughly. Yeah. They're not broken, and it's like... Right, like Nexus of Fate. Yeah, it's like uh, Nexus. Well, we don't want to be able to get it back with Torrential Gear Hulk. Yeah. It's like, I was like, okay, but that's going to happen for three months. Right. Right, that had been an awkward three months, but then it was two years of... Giving people the tools to dig for it and it just shuffling back into your deck so it's easier to dig for. Yeah, so it was like a short-sighted answer yeah. if it was because they didn't want it to get back, yeah. be flashback with Gearhawk. Yep. Well, why did you make it an instant? Make it a sorcery, then it doesn't get flashback with Gearhawk. Right. Oh, I solved it. I solved your problem <laughs> without like breaking the format. Yeah. Or, I mean, it could have just exiled. Yeah, like a lot of them do. Yeah, most of them do. Like, I don't know how much it was like flavor, right? Because yeah. like it was supposedly yeah, like a flavor thing where... Yeah, I guess that fits like Sarkon's whole time travel thing. That's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Still, like flavor is one thing, right. but if you break your game and it has a sweet story, yeah, no one's going to play your game. Right. Right? If no one's playing your game, they're not going to pay the $5 for your like... C minus fan fiction book yeah. that you want them to pay $5 <laughs> for, right? Like, 
Yeah. So you've got to make sure your game works. Mm-hmm. And their whole point was to make sure the game worked. Yeah. <laughs> that is the whole reason this play design team exists. Right. They, they were like, oh, we messed up Kaladesh. That block was a disaster. Yeah. Hey, Let's play not design. do that again. And then like Ixalan was super powered down. Super powered down. Ixalan was like, okay, we've done messed up. Yeah. Let's power it down. Now, initially, it didn't look like that. It was like, oh, we're getting back spell pierce and some yeah. things. Like, oh, this looks powerful. But, like, overall, the set was, like, powered down. Mm-hmm. And then it's just been a slow, like, that was the first set the play design was on, I think. Yeah. And then since then, it's just been this, like, slow ratcheting mm-hmm. up. Like, Amonkhet was fine. Like, I don't think yeah, it was, Yeah, I mean, like, that was still a little powered down other than, like, yeah. Scarab God. Yeah, the Scarab God was uh, not great. Yeah. Right. But, like, that but, like, set was fine. Like, even Scarab God, though, like, wasn't game-breaking. It was just that the rest of the format had slowed down to the point where, like, Scarab God could take over a game. You know what yeah. I mean? And then, like, Dominaria. Was, was Dominaria okay. before Ixalan? I forget. No, it was after. Okay. It all runs together. Yeah. It was Ixalan, Rivals, Dominaria. Oh, that's because Dominaria just rotated out because we yeah. got rid of... Oh, and Teferi. That was a problem. Yeah, that's right. Teferi. Good job, guys. Right? But, like, so there's been, like... The, and then the set started to get more powerful. Mm-hmm. And now I know that we just came off a gold block. Right. Block in quotes. So those sets are usually more powerful. But mm-hmm. it just seems like there were some really high profile misses. Yeah. And it only takes like one or two cards right. to miss to really... Come put, up the works. Yeah. Like like three mana Teferi. Mm-hmm. Like that was a miss. Yes. And it's just everywhere. Everywhere. It's just not a fun card to play against. And I think that kind of goes back to my point is we have had the most non-interactive to fairy yeah. decks that go giant, like non-interactive, not fun games of magic, Nexus of Fate, all of that. They're non-interactive, not fun games to play, and that's the problem. Yeah. Like if you look back to like the deck that everybody said was best deck in the format that nobody wanted to play against, like Amonkhet era was that red black mid range yeah. aggro deck, whatever you wanted to call it. At least that deck like interacted and the mirrors were interesting and like it did things. Yeah, it's not a race to see who can like make eight zombies first, right? Like or who can like stick their uh, wilderness reclamation, yeah. and then not hand the turn back over, right? Yeah, no, there there's been that and. Like, there's just been, like, those misses. Like, Teferi, like, Golos, if it was Simic Golos, mm-hmm. that deck would be way more easy to deal with because in post-board games, you'd bring in, like, Disdainful Strokes mm-hmm. and Counter Magic, and you would just counter their ramp spell, counter their Golos, and then just have to have, like, a Brazen Borrower to race, like, a zombie. Right. Or two, like you're like, okay, I put you at twelve, and I have need four turns to this brazen borrower, and you have two zombies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to win that race. Right. Okay. Cool. But instead, it's like I can't. If they stick it to fairy, all the cards I brought in are garbage. Yeah. It just leads to not fun games. Yeah. Like you're making me play on my turn only at instant speed. Well, that's not fun. Yeah, only sorcery speed. Yeah. Or that's what I meant. Only at yeah. sorcery speed. Well, that's not fun. And I, you're getting ahead on board by making land drops. Well, that's not something I can interact with. Yeah, we've decided that you can't interact with lands for the most part. Yeah, it like I mean, why can't we have uh 
What was that card? The one that just Stowing rotated cell? out. No, the one that just rotated out. The land that blows oh, up. Field of the, uh, field of ruin. Yeah, field. Of, why can't we have field of ruin back? What's really funny is, so we're getting like pwned by Golos, mm-hmm. and we lost field of ruin, blood sun, oh, and yeah. alpine moon. Yeah, they had <laughs> three cards in the last standard that hosed lands. Yeah, because they were like, oh man, if these flip cards from. Right. Exelon, if those lands are too good, we need to have like a safety valve. Yeah. So they get, we kind of printed like a four mana Talarian Academy. We really can't have that like breaking. Right. So it's all these ways to deal with lands. And now, granted, the Scape Shift and Golos decks were still good with those in the format. Yeah. And then they went away. Yeah. And you're left with like Ashiok. Woo. Woo. <laughs> also, so we're, um, we're talking about like Golos. Mm hmm. Just brace yourselves for the post-Golos world where you just have a bunch of elk. <laughs> yes, that is coming. Because, like, the only thing that keeps the Oko decks from just, like, making elk is the fact that elk died of 45 zombies. Correct. Oh, that's, a, that's an awful lot of elk you have there. So but I have way more zombies. I got a quick question for you. Sure. We were looking through the uh, Mythic Championship Death deckless dump and yeah. looking at the data here, and I had come up with eleven Simic food decks, and that's not all of the uh, all Simic the Oko decks. decks. Yeah, there's this, some ban- some Bant ramp decks. Yeah, non Golos. Like, they ramp. also play Oko too, but just the Simic food decks. There's eleven. That's the next most represented deck. So Oko currently is forty dollars. Yeah. So what happens when Golos decks go away and every deck needs four copies of Oko that's already $40? Jace, Vren's Prodigy. $100 standard cards? $100 standard cards. Yeah. So Jace was fringe playable in Modern Mm -hmm. and Legacy when it was $100 in standard. Right. It is like a three or four of in the best deck, in the sideboard of the best deck of Legacy right now, or of Modern right now. Yeah. Right? The uh, Paradoxical Outcome Urza mm-hmm. just has four Oko. Because yeah. Collector Oof. Yeah. Oh, no, Elk. <laughs> elk. I drew a card and made an Elk. Yeah. Cool. Like, yeah. I, I'll do this all day. Yeah, I have an Elk now, and now I have, and it makes artifacts that tap for Urza. Yep. Like, it just does everything that deck wants to do. It answers all, because you don't care about a 3-3. You're like, I'm going to make 10,000 Thopters, <laughs> and then I'm going to cast my entire deck. Right. And I'll beat you with something. Something. Something along the way. The Nexus of Fate, one of, is in my deck. <laughs> Eventually, I'll take all the turns. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. But, like, that card right now is in demand for Modern. Right. And there are... 11 decks or 15 decks, let's say, that are playing it. Mm-hmm. So even, like, if you think about it, like, it's probably... Oko is probably another quarter of the metagame right now. Currently, yeah. Yeah, just Oko stuff. And that's... We didn't go through the the, the Golos list to see if how many of them were on, like, an Oko to Fairy split. Yeah, I'm sure some of them are. Yeah. So, but Oko's 25 to 30% of the metagame. Mm-hmm. Does that go to 45%? It could. Right, like, is it just gonna be a race to who can go like Gilded Goose Oko? It, it might. Yeah. So that's where standard is. Yep. And so there are a bunch of things that might exist that don't involve Oko. 
So yeah. just to cl- just to clear this up real quick, the general consensus is that Field of the Dead is getting the axe, right? Yes, that's I that's what think, I believe. That's what you believe. That's what most of the pros believe. I think that if you have forty five percent of your premier tournament, yeah, be one card, right, or two cards, Field and Golos, yeah, you have to ban one of them, and banning Golos means you can miss, right. Banning field. Oh, you mean like banning bridge from below out of Hogak? Yes. If you ban Golos, right, the deck only has access to four fields as opposed to eight. Well, that's not necessarily true because you have Elvish Reclaimer. Oh God, that's right. That is also so yeah. Like oh, so you have Elvish Reclaimer. Yeah. Right. I forgot about that as a card. Like God, the yeah. best card in your legacy deck. You forgot it about is the best card in my legacy <laughs> deck. Uh, again, play design. Yeah. The best card in my legacy deck. Yeah. Was published. Uh, was printed three months ago. Right. How is that possible? In a core set. Twenty five years of magic. I think the best card in my legacy deck is three months old. Yeah, it's not your four hundred dollar Mox Diamond. No, it is not. <laughs> it is. It is probably the th- the one two. Yeah. With crop rotation, they put onto it. <laughs> it becomes a three four. Uh, right. Like there's just been so many pushed cards recently. Yeah. That it's just like, what are you guys doing? Are we becoming Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, calm down. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, kind of what it seems like. Yeah, so yeah, like, if you don't ban Field, you can miss. Yes. People start playing Elwish Reclaimer, they play Beanstalk Giant, they play mm-hmm. anything that says ramp on it, right. or get a land, and they still just make zombies. Because mm-hmm. you, you just need a field, Yep. and then you start making zombies. And every time you ramp, you thin your deck. Yep. Like they ha- if they don't ban field and they ban Golos, they're dumb. Yes. Now a lot of pros have talked about. Well, while you're at it, ban Oko. Oh, really? Already? Sam Black, LSV, PV. I think Sigrist. Oh wow. A lot of people have just been like, if you're gonna ban a uh, field or Golos, yeah, ban Oko because well, what's gonna happen is is exactly what we're describing. Yeah. Is the great hand looks really sweet. Mm-hmm. It's an elk. Right. Oh, cool. Oh, hey, I'm playing this cool like self-mill deck so I can play the the cauldron yeah. elk. Elk. And so like, ooh, I'm going to reanimate a Dracoseth elk. elk. And it's like, they, people were talking about like, yeah. Or trade for it. Well, you can't trade for a Dracoseth because it's got power greater than three. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the, yeah. But like you had all these people that were like, yeah, we tested this or this, but if we did this, it just got elked. Yeah. And so I couldn't do that. So it's like you like either lose the field or you lose the elk. Right. But you can't. So like it's this weird thing. So we might just end. They're like. So a lot of people are like, if you're gonna take the time to like do a banning, mm-hmm. just fix the format because you know that as soon as you ban Golos, yeah, it's hundred dollar Okos. I mean, it makes sense though. Like Beast Within is a card that existed. And it's basically Oko's plus one. I guess I hadn't thought of it as just being Beast Within. It's, it's Well, it's better than Beast Within because you get to do it every turn. Yeah, like, okay. So I feel dumb now, right? Beast Within is three mana. Mm-hmm. Make a th- Turn something into a 3-3. Three, three. Well, yeah, it, turn anything into a 3-3. Three, turn three. anything into a 3-3. Oko's three, three. not anything, but... Creature or inch- or artifact. Right. But still, it's a three... It's Beast Within. It's Beast Within, yeah. I had not thought of it like that. Yeah, yeah, it is a it's a beast within that you at least with just that beast you get to beast at least two things. Yeah, yeah, it's just double beast within. Yeah, beast within 
like sees modern play. Yes, Oko sees modern play. Yeah. Oh my god, can can you imagine like in Living End you just play Oko? Oh. <laughs> you don't cascade into it. You just you, play it like. That is correct. You don't cascade into it. Like I guess you can't get a leyline of the void, but you can get a lot of stuff with it. Yeah. Like they bring back a bunch of creatures, and you're just like, eh, elk that one. <laughs> that one's gross, elk. Yeah, and we're good here. Yep. Right. What does what is kind of the non the current non Golos metagame slash like life after Golos look like in standard? Do you think? Well, I think that's what we're about to try and figure out. Yes. Live and on the air. There we go. Fires is a deck. Yes, fires I've mentioned. Yep. I'm not exactly 100% sure what it looks like. I think the best minds in standard right now are on Golos, so they're not super working on fires. Yes. There I don't were, there, were, there is a Golos fires deck where you just like right. smush those guys together. Yeah. I don't think the right version of Fires of Invention has been found yet. No, cuz like it can't it doesn't consistently beat Golos. Right. Um there's the Cavalier version. Um, that runs Cavalier Flame and Cavalier Gales um, because four into two five drops that you then can pump because you haven't used your mana to give haste. Seems pretty good. Seems pretty good. Yeah. Um, There's also a Planeswalker version with Fey of Wishes that lets you tutor like non-Jeskai Planeswalkers from your sideboard like Garrick or Nicol Nicol Bolas. And then play them for free with fires. And it also gives you access to more, like, sweepers. Yeah, and it uses Sarkon just to make all your Planeswalkers dragons. Yeah, it's like the Jeskai Planeswalker deck yeah. from last season or two seasons ago. Yeah. But you just get to, you know, you play your fires, you play your Drawn from Dreams. Yep. And you get two things, and then you're, like, almost guaranteed to just go, like, Planeswalker, Planeswalker on turn five. Yeah. Or, like... Sarkon, time wipe, make a dragon. Yeah, gross. So like you get ten mana to play whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So that is um, weird. Like yeah, fires is another card that is kind of uninteractive and yeah. un- and non intuitive. Yeah, the number of times my opponent has like activated Castle Ventress, mm-hmm. and I thought like, whew, that ate their whole turn, <laughs> and then I'm staring at ten mana worth of stuff. Oops. I'm like, oh, no, it didn't eat their whole turn. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They just get to do whatever they want. Yeah. They can only do two of it. Yeah. They get to do whatever they want. It turns out omniscience that only lets you put two things into play is still good. Yeah. Like omniscience with a drawback. Yeah. So yeah, that card is is busted. Yep. And it is kind of cheap right now. Right now it is cheap. It's, it's like, some, like uh, I was going to say like three bucks, I think. Yeah. Like it's not very much. Yeah. So, like, I think I have, like, seven or eight. Like, it might yeah, be a I think card I have that, six. You, that, like, maybe you get a few of. There you go. This is a gift to all of our beloved listeners. There you go. Spec on Fires of Invention. That way, when it spikes, you can sell them all and buy your Okos. There you go. <laughs> also, Fires is, like, fringe, currently fringe modern playable. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen this list. Uh, kind of, it, It's been uh, laying around a bit. What is the... What is the card from Amonkhet that lets you cast your spells for free? That like you put a counter on it. It's as like, foretold. As foretold. As foretold and fires. So all the free spells from like the time spiral block yeah. and LSV was trying to do like oh. as like 
uh, like uh, fires of invention turns. Oh yeah. So there's the um, is it? It's not moments piece. I forget what it's called. It's yeah. like a three mana time walk or four mana time walk that doesn't let you untap your lands. It's three mana, yeah. Yeah. Well, doesn't matter because I don't need my lands. Yeah. Well, it doesn't let you untap anything. Okay. If you skip your untap phase, yeah, still doesn't matter. Take a matter. turn. Yeah. Take a turn. Take a turn. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> there are all these cards that are like busted because you can't but you can't cast them yeah well this lets you just like cast them fires play restore balance gross cool fires cast wheel of fortune yeah (laughs) reload run it back yeah like what do you do i'm gonna wheel and i'm gonna take a turn my deck's all time walks and dumb (laughs) shit like i will find a way to win this game i will play rouse eric and plus and then I will down take my Ralzeric <laughs> and I will copy my time walk and I will take two turns. Oh man. Right. So there's that. So that yeah. card is like might go up substantially. Well, if that's the case, maybe the spec is some of the special versions then. Either pack foils or like the extended art ones. The extended art ones are only like eight dollars. Yeah. Which is surprising for a but it's I guess like tier two standard deck. Yeah. But it's still weird. That's another thing, like the collector packs have really done weird stuff to like foils and they premium sure cards. Have. Like this, it's just weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. So yeah, so we have the Cavalier version, mm-hmm. the Planeswalker version. There's probably an unfound version, nebulous third version that's yeah. probably better than both of them. Yep, that just no one has worked on. Yep. The machine has not gotten to yet. Correct. I w- it would not surprise me if there was a better version than both of these. Both of these decks were in Jeskai. Maybe it's not even a Jeskai deck. I actually have seen posted a couple times a grixis fires deck yes i've played against that where it's the same kind of thing but you're like five mana walker is just bolus right and you still got uh fairy Mm -hmm. uh fey of wishes yep and stuff i haven't played against it in a while i think just it might have gone out of favor because like goatless is everywhere yeah like my goalless deck didn't have a i didn't feel like i had a great matchup against those like fires decks but i Again, part of the reason I'm not playing Golos right now is, as I was telling someone at the store, like, I don't like the fact that, like, Monday, the right deck is Kenrith as the breaker, and then Tuesday, Kenrith is trash, we're doing this now, and then Wednesday, it's like, no, it was this, and then Wednesday at 8 p.m., it's like, no, you idiots, we're on this now, and I'm like... Well, I mean, I also don't want to put a bunch of time into a deck that probably isn't going to exist for the next big tournament that we're going to. Yeah, but even when it wasn't... Like, it wasn't, like, even after the, like, yeah. no bans. Like, it wasn't, like, the deck just seemed to change so, like, the best version. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to chase this. Like, yep. it just seems silly. Yep. Okay, so there's that. So the next thing up is what felt like should be, like, just a draft mechanic. Yeah. Turns out it's better than people thought. And that is Adventures. Yeah, there's uh, three different versions of the deck right now. Two of them are kind of close. There's a green-black and a green-white version. Black gets you Murderous Rider and Rankle. Uh, white gets you, like, Giant Killer, Shepherd of the Flock. Yeah. So they play a little bit different games. The green-black version's probably just a little slower. The green-white version's probably just a little more, like, tempo or aggro. The green-white version also plays Loxodon. I got blown out by that card on Arena a couple times. Okay. Yeah, it was just nuts. You venerated Loxodon? Just yeah. Just put a bunch of counters on their stuff? Yeah. That was gross. Yeah, so the way these decks work, the reason that they're base green mm-hmm. is so you've got 
two cards that kind of are the engine. Yeah. And that is Edgewall Innkeeper, mm-hmm. that you draw a card whenever you cast an advent- a creature with an adventure. Yeah, so the creature half of the spell. Yeah, so it's a 1-1 one, one for 1. Yep. That draws you a card every time you play one of your adventure creatures. Mm-hmm. And then there's Lucky Charm. Lucky Clover. Lucky Clover. Yep. Oh, Lucky Charms. <laughs> um, that pays you for casting the adventure side yeah. by doubling the spell. So not all of the green, black, and green, white lists play Lucky Clover. Like, that's the only card that I lose to in those decks. The Innkeeper, a lot of times, is enough to like make it worth it. Yeah. I've seen a whole bunch of lists that aren't running Lucky Clovers. That's the only card that, like, I've, I've been playing, like, a blue-red, like, counterburn deck, and I'm just yeah. like, shock that nerd, right? Like, I just, we don't have an abrade, so right. I'm like, I can't kill <laughs> stupid artifacts in my blue-red deck. But that's the only card that I feel like matters. Like, yeah. I feel like the deck's probably, the deck's, like, a good to mediocre, like, mid-range deck mm-hmm. if you don't have one of those two cards. Right. If you have one of those two cards, it's, like, an honest-to-God deck. Yes, but if you don't, your deck's just like a pile of draft. Yeah, chef. what are you? What are you doing? Yeah, like, like some questing beasts and a rankle. Yeah, it's like sweet. I can I can beat those cards. <laughs> I will deal three damage to that rankle. All right, yeah. cool. We're good. Yeah, the green black and the green white version are both a little bit closer to like a true mid range list. Yeah, there is a red black version that everybody that listens to this podcast should know about because I loved this deck for like two weeks. Um, You moved the market in Myrtle Beach on it too. I sure did. That deck has kind of fallen out of favor a little bit though. And it's also like the rest of the format has moved on a little bit. So I think it's time when the sun is done. Yeah, probably. But it was sweet for a minute. You could carry over some of the stuff. Like I think that like Spawn of Mayhem could fit kind Mm -hmm. of in the rankly spot if you wanted something bigger. Yeah. There's a little more resilient to the removal being played right? in the green black list. So there's some stuff you could port over. Yep. But yeah, so that deck, like those decks all, like I said, they kind of run on, they have an engine mm-hmm. that like just gets out of control. Like if you innkeeper and then play like, you know, next turn you play like Foulmire Knight and you yeah. draw a card or like, you know, whatever, Smitten Sword Master, whatever card yeah. is in there. There's also a Jund version. Is there? That uh, I killed <laughs> me from 14 in one turn. Yeah. Uh. They had two lucky clovers. Yep. They cast two um, uh, bone what, crusher giant. Bone crusher giant. The adventure side, whatever yeah. that is, smush or Stomp. whatever it is, stomp. And, smush. And dealt me twelve, <laughs> and then attacked. Oof. And I was like, well, man. Yeah, that's gross. I thought I was gonna win this game. Like I was yeah. like, oh, I'm so good, and then I lost. <laughs> Um, I feel like the mana's got to be awful for that, though. They're playing Beanstalk Giant. Okay. Because the interaction of Beanstalk Giant with Lucky Clover yeah, is like this plus. Yeah. Yeah. But the land's coming to play untapped. Yeah. And it's a turn earlier. Right. That works out well for them when they get to do that. <laughs> yeah. And it lets them fix their mana. Yeah, I would guess so. Next up are like the, the ramp deck. Yeah, so there's two different versions of ramp deck, right? We have a Simic ramp and a Bant ramp. Yeah, this is the deck that I called as being like clearly the best deck in new standard. Yeah. Right. Just the Nissa and the Hydroid Crisis interaction mm-hmm. with Goose and Oko. Yeah. Like it just deals with everything. Yeah. I mean it was good. It's still gonna be good. If it becomes the big thing you get to do, mm-hmm. it will be a good deck. But right now it's just that Golos is so much bigger. Right. That it doesn't matter. Yep. So here's a another quick spec target. Probably not much of a spec target because it's already kind of expensive. But uh, once upon a time, yeah, 
sees play in the two better versions of the adventure deck and both versions of the ramp deck. Yeah. And Simic Flash and probably whatever mid range deck comes out of this. The extended and art the foils are the extended art foils are already seventy five dollars. I hate my life. I haven't bought them yet. Well, the regular ones are like eleven dollars. Yeah, I, I have two, but I'm I want the fancy ones because I think they go on the legacy deck. Probably. And they're so expensive. Yeah. And I don't want to get to play legacy again, so I don't, <laughs> don't want to like go all in. This is just rampant to big rampant to crisis. Yeah. It probably plays like would play things like Cavalier of Thorns mm-hmm. to like bridge you. Yep. And the uh, the Wicked Wolf to bridge you and be removal. Yep. I mean, that kind of plays over the top of, like, the food and the flash decks. Like, they kind of yeah. overlap some. The advantage of being Bant is mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about counter spells because you Teferi you, people. Yeah, you play Teferi. So the Simic flash deck, uh, Vomit, is the same garbage deck from last season mm-hmm. where it's a get ahead, stay ahead. It's like stick a 2-2 and pray. Right. And sometimes their draw is a two-two, mm-hmm. and then like six counter spells, and right. you never resolve a you spell. You never resolve anything, right? Or they like play like a Brineborn Cutthroat that ends up being like a ten-nine, right? Because just you just resolved you. no spells that whole game, and yeah. you're like, well, that was that was fun. They did get uh, Brazen Borrower to catch them back up, though. Like if they get on the back foot, Brazen yeah. Borrower can bounce something, and, and then, then they can counter it on it. its way back down. Yeah, and they also got the stupid. 2-2 flash reach guy that you pay X to put X counters on when a creature comes into play. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. So, like, I've had a few times where I've, like, blocked one of those, and then they flashed in something. Oh, gross. And then they've pumped it. Yeah. And it's like, well, all right. Well, cool. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, But, yeah. So, that deck kind of relies on, like, needs counter spells to be good, so it has a Teferi problem. Yeah. Right? Like, the deck has a hard time winning if a Teferi resolves. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even something is like Teferi bounce their thing. Well, now they can't attack your Teferi. Right. You get a, a plus on it and you get like carte blanche to do whatever you want the next turn. Mm-hmm. And you're like, resolve a four mana spell. And they're like, well, I can never win. You resolve a four mana <laughs> spell. I guess this game is over. Yeah. Well, but I tried so My 2 2. My 2 2 tried so hard. So, and then there might be, we have down here, like, some sort of, like, Sultai mid-range. It's probably, like, kind of the, the food deck. Yeah. Or just some, like, blue-green, and you have, like, black for Assassin's Trophy. Or, like, you Murderous go... Murderous Rider, Garrick, whatever. Yeah, or you go bigger and you play Casualties of War or something. Yeah. You may notice a theme here. Yeah, We're blue talking and green about are a lot good. of blue and green cards, and it's because it's, like, blue... A green right now is just giving you so much mana. Yeah. And... Then blue is letting you draw cards with it, like in mm-hmm. the form of like crisis. Right. And also blue has like one card that negates the stack. Right. And one one card that uh that negates creatures. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if like Teferi is just like every turn you just drew two cards a turn and one of them was silence, <laughs> and just every one of your turns you were just like silence. silence. And they can't counter that silence. It's just yeah. silence. You can't do anything. Watch me. Yeah. All right, I'll watch you. And then you just like, like this was fun. Yeah, fun and interactive games of magic. Yes. There's And then there's, again, we said Simic Food. There's some. Yeah. And Simic Food is basically like Oko Wicked Wolf stuff, right? Am I yeah. missing something? Yeah, this Oko Wicked Wolf, you're trying to like turn to your Oko with yeah, a Gilded Goose. With Gilded Goose. 
and you can get your good old goose with uh, Once Upon a Time. Right. Right. That's why Once Upon a Time is also played in the Adventure Text. Is because yeah. like, like I said, your deck is like a trash mid a trash mid range deck if you don't have Innkeeper. Yeah. Well, you get to look at your top if you're on the draw thirteen cards. Yeah, you're gonna find one to get to get your like Innkeeper, and if you don't, you're just like, well, that was super unlucky. Yeah. You just have so much, so many looks at this like super impactful card mm-hmm. right or you can keep a hand that's like innkeeper swamp swamp and you're like i'll hit a forest it's fine <laughs> for free for free i'll just hit this forest for free so going forward it's probably going to be some sort of rampish deck or yeah. blue green deck like i know people are like high on mono red mm-hmm. but like i don't know if it has the tools to beat like yeah, the food decks so. like it. The reason it's good against Golos is there's a lot of times that Golos doesn't do anything meaningful until turn four. Right. And if you don't do anything meaningful until turn four against a mono red deck, you're dead. You're dead, or at least you're at like six. Right. And then you're sweating every draw step. Yeah. But if you're playing against a deck that's like actually playing lands and spells on the first couple turns of the game, like a blocker. Yeah. Anything right, like, that blocks. Yeah, like Wicked Wolf. I don't know if Wicked Wolf can... Like, I don't know if you can beat, like, a Wicked Wolf if you're Mono Red. Probably not. Hard two for one you. Yeah. Go. You certainly you're... can't beat, like, a Wicked Wolf into, like, Night Pack Ambusher. Or Wicked Wolf into, like, Nyssa. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You're like, Wicked Wolf, eat your thing. Okay. Next turn. You can't attack. Nyssa, make a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Okay, I can never win. Right. Those decks might go away. Mm-hmm. Because, like, while Mono Red has been good a lot, we're in, like, super small set standard. There's not yeah. all those, like... It doesn't have all the tools it normally does. Yeah, it doesn't have all those, like, random, like, one-mana, one-ones with, like, stupid abilities that yeah. you get to, like, make the aggro draft environment work. Mm-hmm. So it's missing all those, like, random commons. Yeah. So if you're going to spec, probably blue and green cards. Yeah. Oko, like, if you think it's going to stick around, Oko's probably going nowhere but up. Yeah. Once upon a time. Once upon a time. And then I guess we're going to throw out a red card. uh, Fires. Fires. Yep. I think Questing Beast has some room to go up, but they're already like 18 or $20. Yeah, I think they're 20 bucks. Right. That's a hard like spec target when it's not going to get played in really other, any other formats. Yeah. I've been playing blue red, so that's, that's a thing. Yeah, that deck's sweet. not one of these things. That deck is sweet. Have you tried uh, the Kenriths in that deck? Royal Scions? No, I've not tried, tried it in there. Because there's the blue, red, like, draw extra cards deck. Yeah. I tried to play, and I might just be bad, I tried to play the uh, Boo Hoogland uh, teamer list that uh, mm-hmm. our resident Pro Tour participant, uh, Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, uh, him and McRae both top aided this. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it or not. I, so he told me about the list. Yeah. I went, and I, like, put it together on Arena, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to play some best of one game, see how it feels couldn't beat anything it just felt awful (laughs) and i was like how did this win any games i like almost messaged greg and was like deck's trash dude like i don't know (laughs) i don't know how many games you got in with it but deck feels awful and then he like top aided so it shows what i know but it just felt like in the like six games i played i was just like this is embarrassing like what am i even (laughs) trying to do special. yeah that is another like kind of classic early metagame deck it's like what are all the mythics put them in a pile pile. yeah exactly because it's like skargan hellkite and questing beast and the royal scions and 
Oko and... Well, I just thought, like, the Royal Scions in your deck in particular might be neat. Give you a clock. Uh, like, oh, a big clock, but also trample. It's yeah. plus two, plus oh, and trample. So your Bone Crusher Giant... Gets through stuff, gets yeah. Gets through. Your Brazen Borrower gets through. Yeah. It's really coming down to a lot of times. So the deck we're talking about is Arena Deck List. Again, we're pimping these people. Yep. You know, get royalties. They made, like... A series of like it was like dumpstering Golos. Yeah, it with was three like decks they did. Three I decks think. they did. Blue red they did. Demir Demir mid range yeah. and like Mardu Knights. Yeah, or Grixis Knights. I, like, I think it was Grixis Knights. Yeah, I had been playing blue black kind of tempoy. Mm-hmm. We talked about yeah. it on the podcast a couple weeks yeah. ago, I think. And so, in the clock, in the deck didn't seem like it had enough of a clock. Yeah, and like the mana was too bad. Right. I never listed the Magic Aids deck, but had like a blue-red deck that was super hard targeted to mm-hmm. Golos. It was just like Negates and Essence Capture. It was just all counter spells. Yeah. Brazen Borrower and uh, Bone Crusher Giant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm going to maybe I'll work on that to like figure out because like his list couldn't really beat anything else. Yeah. But I was like, well, let me see if I can figure something out. And then as soon as I made that decision, like this video came out. Mm-hmm. It was like just this blue red counter burn deck. So yeah. it plays Ionize and it plays Ral's Outburst, which like I secretly have a soft spot for that card. <laughs> like it's just great. You're just waiting for it to be good. Yeah. And then we had talked about in pre-release that yeah. the fact that Brazen Borrower and Bone Crusher Giant just gave you your two and your three drop yep. was really good. Like you just got to draw cards mm-hmm. with them. So, like, there's a bunch of cards in the deck that just replace themselves, right. quote-unquote. Like, two-mana shock your thing, draw a 4-3. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty good. Bounce your thing, draw a 3-1. Yep. And the deck's able to, like, turn the corner pretty yeah. quick. Like, flash in a borrower, 3-U. Next turn, like, flash in a borrower, cast a shock, 6-U, and they're, like, almost dead. Right. So it Puts people on the back foot really quick. Yeah. So, it's been fun. I don't know if the sideboard's right, mm-hmm. but... Well, you kind of have to know what the metagame is in order for the sideboard yeah. to be right, and there's no point building a sideboard for a deck that's not going to exist in the week. Yeah. I know I said this beforehand, and this goes back to the standard format, that mm-hmm. I think, uh, before the podcast says this, I think the thing that's missing is Spell Pierce, which is super yeah. random. Like, you have to play Mystical Dispute in that deck because you can never beat Oko and you can never beat Teferi. Yeah. But then, like, Mystical Dispute's, like, not dead... But, like, it eats your whole turn against, like, a Golo Securitas route. Yeah. Since you can't get the one-mana option for it. So you're in this weird spot where you can't, like... You'd be able to, like, flash in a Brianborn Cutthroat, Spell Pierce, and have a 3-2, and then be able to, like, start applying pressure. Yeah. And now you just have to be like, well, I'm going to tap all three of my mana and Mystical Dispute this. You know, both of the uh, both of the spells that you were just talking about are blue Planeswalkers. Yes. I wonder if there's some other card that should be in the format that just targets blue planeswalkers. Did we have? Did we have one recently? I don't know. There's, there's, what was Jace's triumph? Like that you drew cards. Wasn't it like a divination? Mm, I don't remember. So I think it was like a divination or something. Okay. Well, there was the the Jace's defeat was like counter a blue spell and then draw a card if you control it. Oh yeah yeah. 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 If it's a Jace or something. But yeah, like there's no oh, yeah, Jace's triumph is divination. Yeah. Like you don't want to like put Fry in your deck. Right. Because Fry doesn't kill Oko. 
If right. they plus two the Elko, if they make a food... Well, you also can't play at instant speed versus Teferi, so it still doesn't kill Teferi. Well, at least you can kill it on your turn. Yeah. But, like, you can't kill an Oko with it. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Hey, we're going to give you a targeted hate card for blue and white garbage. Cool. Here's some blue and white garbage that yeah. you can't kill with it. Right. Why did you give me this card? <laughs> Why are you teasing me? The deck is reasonable, but it does have like the same as like the flash to make flash problem is like yeah. Teferi is super backbreaking. Yeah. Though you can like, you know, flash in a borrower, they're compelled to bounce it, then like your next turn is like stomp it. Yeah. And then you're not down a card really in that yeah, you'd... you're down a card because they drew a card off their bounce spell. Yeah, whatever. Thanks. Uh yeah. But, like, you're not, like, totally two for one. Right, you're down portions of a card. Yeah, but you're not down the whole card. Yeah. So, like, there are ways to deal with it. But it is it is make it difficult. But, you like, it plays three main deck mystical disputes because, like... Because you have to. Yeah, because, like, if someone goes, like, breeding pool goose, like, oh, God, oh, if no. they play an Oko, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And, like, the fact that you plus Oko to six and then you plus Oko to seven or eight, like, yeah. what am I supposed to yeah, do? you're just never killing it. Yeah, like, why did you make this unkillable? You need a Vampire Hex Mage. Another card I would gladly take in yeah, this format. Yeah, that card would actually be great in this format, right? Uh, yeah, Jim Davis wrote, like, a giant article and, like, yeah. had out a, a tweet about, like, what cards could you design yeah. and, like, share designs from other people. But just, like, something that's, like, remove the counters. Because, mm-hmm. like, is Liliana, like, what's the, like, one black remove price of... Betrayal? Price oh, betrayal. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remove five loyalty counters from, like, a Planeswalker. Yeah. Doesn't kill Oko. Doesn't kill Oko. It killed five mana Teferi, yep. and it killed three mana Teferi after a plus. Doesn't kill Oko. Yeah, that's that's tough. Like, what what, what, what do we do? Can't fry it. Can't, can't, like, you've got a murderous rider it. Yeah. Or you've got a noxious grasp, grasp it. Or I guess you get to play um, Prison Realm. Yeah, yeah, that's not where you want to be either, though. And then they play their Teferi, bounce their Prison Realm, plus their Oko again, and then you Ooh. have to Prison Realm their Teferi. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm in the same place, yeah, but they're so up gross. a card, and I'm down <laughs> two turns. Yeah. Yay. Uh, the blue-red deck is sweet, though. Yeah. It is interactive. It so, is interactive. We are on arena time. Yeah. I've already told you what I've been playing on arena. Mm-hmm. Blue-red. I've not been playing a ton. I usually yeah. get my couple wins and then get my four wins and then like bow out gracefully. I did finally put up the data sheet. Like I was able to go through Goldfish that. and like make the metagame. Mm-hmm. I did like group some decks together. Yeah. So there was like green, black advantage. They had like two different versions of Golgari Adventures and okay. I don't know why. I don't know either. But I was like, well, I'll make green, black, and Jund the same. Okay. Just because... You might not realize you're playing against Jun. Like yeah, if they if you don't never see. get their like if they don't get their stomping ground or their right. uh, blood crypt or whatever. I made the ramp decks just I had Golos mm-hmm. ramp or Golos decks and then non Golos non Golos ramp. Yeah. And like I didn't differentiate like Simic from Bant because right. they're effectively the same thing. Might as well be. And like the mono reds. Yeah. There's like the Aaron Barrich mono red decks and mm-hmm. the Cavalcade red decks. There's also like a big red deck that I ran into once yesterday or the day before. I mean, it was mono red, but it was like Bone Crusher Giant into like Skargan Hellkite. Yeah. You know, didn't mess around with any of the little stuff. Which, you know, seems semi reasonable. Yeah. 
but everything else is just pretty much like straight down goldfish. I think I got their top 15 or 16 decks mm-hmm. are on there. Like I said, some kind of smushed together for we have like 13 slots. We can at least see what this week looks like and kind of get back in the habit of it. Yeah. And, you know, if we are wrong in the top eight of the MCQ isn't just... I hope we're not wrong. All, all robot all the time. Yeah. Then come next week, we'll at least be like reasonably used to putting data in and we can start to like get something to look at. Yeah. And data is going to be really important if Field does get the axe because yeah. we're going to need to know what the format looks like. Yeah, where everyone runs to. Yeah. So that will be important. So make sure you're putting your data in. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be good. Did had, you play in the uh, metagame challenge at all? I did not. I did not either. I don't know. There's there. There's part of me that's like I can play for free. Yeah. Or I can like risk it for the biscuit and like. I mean, usually I like those things, but I really haven't found my place in standard yet. This standard. Yeah. So I wasn't really keen on dumping a bunch of money into playing something that I wasn't sure about. And I think just the. The fact that you're probably gonna play a ton of Golos, yeah, right. So like, then you've got to like play your like Golos metagame deck, right? That's good against Golos, and you just hope doesn't like get Straight slaughtered by everything, everything else. else. Yeah, it's not something I've done. I'm like, yeah, I did break down and play a few drafts. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you said the bots are broken. I think they're. So my experience was I played one draft where I played Mill in back-to-back games. Oh, boy. And Mill's, like, good with a Merfolk Secret Keeper yeah. plus run away together. Oh, yeah. You yeah. bounce it, do it again. And you're just like, huh, this is great. Yeah. And then, like, green-black, it just seems like you can get it whenever you want it. Mm-hmm. Not and high like, in the pick order like for the bots. really good. Like, I went, like, 3-3, I think, with a green-black list that was I had four Tempting Witch. Mm-hmm. I had an innkeeper, three curious pair, oh, man. a trail of crumbs, a wicked wolf. All right. Like it was bonkers. Yeah. I was like, huh. And apparently uh, LR was saying they're getting screenshots of people with five, six, seven Reeve souls in their deck. Wow. Because like they just don't take it. And apparently you can get like almost lax pick uh, Revenge of Ravens. They're, oh like, my they're God. like three cards in the pack and you get a Revenge of Ravens. Wow. So they were like that solo in the pick order is like every third game or something you're playing is a revenge. Man. And there were multiple times that me and my opponent both had a Revenge of Ravens. And I was just like. That makes it awkward. Like this is just like dumb. Yeah. Like. And so then it like comes down to like who's gonna mill first? Yeah. It's like well this is no fun. Nobody's attacking anymore. Or who has more tempting witches to like deal damage and then like yeah. foreboding fruit? You you dropped. I killed someone. I fruited them out. I was like <laughs> you're at one fruit you. And it was like there we go. It was, it was like Mrs. Doubtfire. What a run by fruiting. <laughs> so we had a Mrs. Doubtfire signing. Actually, what that's called from now on, the Doubtfire. The Doubtfire. <laughs> there we go. What a Doubtfire are you? I'm pretty sure we just went way over the heads of most of our listeners. Robin Williams is great. He was an American treasure. Yeah. Uh, You'll definitely have to tweet that one out, though. Yes, it's a run by fruiting. Uh, but it just seems like the like the, the the bots aren't doing a good job in this format. Yeah. And there hasn't been well. Like, I mean, it always takes yet. a while for them to like adjust, right? Yeah, but it seems like they're like from what LR was said, and just it just seems like they're like particularly broken. And now okay. I was playing. Uh, I was like, I'm just gonna like easy peasy play like the best of one. Yeah. Draft like the ranked draft. Yeah. Made it to silver. 
Oh, nice. Good job. <laughs> that was like the first, the first limited I played on arena <laughs> in like nine months. Uh, but like the problem with the best of one stuff is there's, it's just a lot of like not real draft strategies. Yeah. There's a lot of like ginger brute into like play to equipment and hope that you don't like oh don't tell me that's not a real draft strategy that's all i want to do is ginger brute and the rose thorn thing (laughs) the problem is like game two hopefully which i'm doing now like they have drafted artifact removal and they're just like kill your ginger brute and then like and then what but it's a ginger brute it is he's still (laughs) an artifact like i did a paper draft and i lost to Revenge of Ravens because I yeah. didn't have any enchantment removal in my side. I was green white and I didn't yeah. have either, either piece. One. And I was like, well, that'll never happen again. Yeah. The one I did well in that mm-hmm. I seven won was mono white because I just got like all the all the rares and all the uncommons. Yeah. I had I played two main deck True Love's Kiss. Whew. I was like, I need some cards and this always has a target. Let's get there. I am not gonna lose to Ginger Brute. I'm not gonna just lose to Ginger Brute. Thing you will lose to. Cauldron familiar with a stupid Witch's oven? Stupid giant skewer. Oh. You can't yeah. block it. Yeah. You're like block trade. <laughs> They're like, sack my food that I just got. Get him back. Get him back. Reequip. Reequip. Go. And it's like, well, I just like that's the abyss. Okay, now I'm just taking three. I had someone like Voltron up, had like the the halberd, two skewers on their thing, and I was just like, Well Man. Take eight. <laughs> it's boggles. Yeah, it was just, it's like, I can kill your boggle, but you just yeah. bring it back. They were getting like two food every time I blocked. I was oh, like, I man. can never get ahead here. <laughs> this is awful. But yeah, it just doesn't feel like it didn't feel great. Yeah. Oh, that's a deck that we didn't talk about during the standard thing. Boggles? No, the sacrifice deck. Oh, yeah, like the red-black sacrifice deck. That's yeah. kind of a deck. Yeah, that's kind of a deck. So. I, I mean, that's a powerful engine. It is. Like the. And I guess mono black. I don't know yeah. if mono black will be around after the yeah, fact. Yeah, mono black's already kind of not really around. Yeah, I lost. I lost a few games of mono black. Yeah. Uh, with Golos, so if you don't know, like Cauldron Familiar drains when it comes into the battlefield. Right. So you sack it to Witch and Seven, mm-hmm. and they have some other like knickknacky things. They have uh, what's the stupid elf's name? The black 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 elf. Ayara. Ayara. Yeah. So when Cauldron Familiar comes into play, it triggers Ayara. Right. Then you can sack it to Ayara yep. to draw a card. And they also have a, a Midnight Rider. Mm-hmm. So you draw a card Midnight when it Reaper. dies. Yeah. So yep. you draw a card. So you can just like, they can just draw a bunch of cards and yep. like two Witches Ovens and a Cauldron Familiar. Like you just take so much damage each turn. It's yeah. just silly. Yep. So, so you're good. Bonus uh, post-rotation deck, maybe. Maybe. And Red Black Sacrifice is the same kind of engine. It uses uh, Mayhem Devil, though. Mayhem Devil as yep. the way to like deal damage. Yep. But same kind of thing. Yep. Uh, I don't know which is better. Like the upside of like Ayara is you just, you're just swamps. Yeah. I, I guess if you're just swamps, like you could Dread Presence too. Yeah. You could Dread Presence. You can, but if you're just swamps, like I guess you give up a little bit of early game interaction. But I also yeah. have people like Epic Downfall me. Yeah. In constructed, and I was like, "What?" I've seen that in sideboards. Like, why? Yeah, I guess it gets a Golos. Mm-hmm. It's Dark quite times. the world we're living in. Dark times that you're like, "Well, this trash draft card like <laughs> gets a Golos." Yeah, we're in. So there's kind of everything. Did we miss anything? I don't think so. I think we did a pretty good job of wrapping up everything we wanted to talk about. 
Yeah. We so covered Arena. We covered New Standard. We covered how we got here. Yeah. We got here because of Paul Cheon. Thanks, Paul. I blame Paul. Anyone who watches Magic on Twitch, we'll, we'll get that reference. Yeah. Anyway, so with that, I see here that we are lonely old men who need friends. So well, please talk to us. That please. is what I wrote in the show notes. Yes. James's wife is out of town. He has no friends right now. So <laughs> Just you, buddy. Just me. <laughs> just me. So uh, you can tweet at him at Casual Tripod. Or you can send me a message on Facebook, Casual Tryhard MTG. Or you can email me at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Or you can find us on YouTube at Casual Tryhard MTG. Leave a comment. Like and subscribe. Sure. He, he, he needs some like and subscribe, friends. I, I need some, some contact, some personal contact. So yeah, he's, talk he's, to me. He's so sad. Yeah. So Very sad and lonely you, and If old. you have some standard Jun deck that he can play, let him know. Hit me up. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. If it's Grixis, get it out of here. But if it's Jund, I'm in. <laughs> Jund right. him out. Jund him out. All right. And with that, we out. We out. We'll see you at FNM. <laughs>